Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Okay, so a, a lot of stuff happening actually randomly between Dallas and Houston because it wasn't a trade, but Dalton Schultz moves on, but he signs with Houston. He signs a, a, a one-year deal uh, for potentially $9 million there in Houston. Houston, Matt, has made a lot of a lot of moves. You know, they, they trade away, you, you know, uh, Brandon Cooks to Dallas. Again, they sign Dalton Schultz. They sign Robert Woods to a two-year $15.2 million deal. They also sign Noah Brown. <laughs> from Dallas as well, uh, a one-year, $2.6 million deal. A lot of these guys just staying in the state of Texas for whatever Don't reason. even have to move. Don't, don't have, to have to move very much. Move. No, not very much. Uh, they signed Devin Singletary to a one-year, $3.75 million deal. They locked up Laramie Tunsil to the richest OT ta- uh, tackle contract in history, a three-year extension worth $75 million with $50 million guaranteed. And they traded for Shaq Mason as well. That offensive line, I think, with Shaq Mason now, starting to look pretty good, to be honest with you. So I don't know what quarterback is going to end up there in Houston. Uh, what young signal caller they're going to draft. But to me, I, I, they're not, I mean, it's not going to be the worst offense in the NFL. Yeah. It's not embarrassing, right? Like this receiver room is not right. embarrassing. I'm still a little like got it. One eyebrow raised at Robert Woods, just Robert Woods, just because I think he was in decline prior to tearing his ACL with the Rams. For sure. Yep. But he, he's not going to be your lead receiver. Um, I still think they could draft a receiver too. Um, and right. then you're looking at like, all right, maybe that rookie is your two and Nico Collins is your one and Robert Woods is your three. Then that's nice. John Mechie coming back. From, I was going to say John Mechie. Yeah. An entire rookie season that he missed uh, mm-hmm. fighting leukemia. Uh, obviously that's kind of a wild card in terms of where he'll be. I thought he profiled as like a, a slot receiver type of guy. So um, again, they have room to, like theory, I think if they had to line up and play right now, it would probably be Nico Collins, your X receiver, Robert Woods is your flanker, and like Noah Brown is your slot, or John Mechie's your slot if he was just right. again, I don't think he's a great to play a, a damn game right now, but just hypothetically. But they could draft a a, a guy to be that flanker or whatever. Uh, uh, Nico Collins is still the guy that's really interesting to me here. Um Nico Collins in his rookie year was over 70% success rate versus press in a, a three, weeks three to five sample that we have from the in-season charting data. Nico Collins, 73.1% success rate versus press. And that was, again, weeks three to five. He really sort of started to take off right after that when they started using Brandon Cooks like closer to the line of scrimmage and Nico right. Collins more downfield. I still feel like there's some untapped potential with Nico Collins. I'm not saying that he could be 
like a great legit, maybe, maybe not like a number one receiver, but I keep coming back to that poor man's T Higgins comparison, which yeah. is really sort of along the same axis of receiver of like Michael Gallup, who we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. So I could see him being um, like in that, T Higgins is like the peak of that access of receiver. And then there's like Michael Gallup and then there's like Michael Williams and then or Mike Williams. And then maybe Nico Collins could fit into there. He's still a guy that's really interesting to me. Look, this is a unit that does not have a true number one. That, that, that much is obvious, but if they could kind of just throw, you know, quality, uh, you know, some mid-level guys at it again, it's not going to be the, the worst pass catching group, especially when you sign Dalton Schultz. Right. And then again, you add Devin Singletary to the Damian Pierce running back room. Uh, that's, actually an intriguing running back combination between Pierce and, and Devin Singletary to me. I, I think, I don't know. I, I feel like Devin Singletary is underrated. I, I feel like he's a pretty good player um, and he can do all the things a professional running back needs to get done uh, in the NFL. I think he can run between the tackles. I think he's a pretty good pass catcher. I, again, just a, a, just a solid NFL running back to pair with Damian Pierce. That's pretty good. So what Houston has done this offseason, fortifying their offensive line, again, adding depth to their running back room. Because remember, the, the, the depth behind Pierce was non-existent. You know what I mean? So when you get Rex you know, Burkhead, Singletary. for God's sakes. God, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, that's what I mean. So, so again, you get Singletary. I, I, I know he's a depth piece, but right now that's you just kind of sort of need to add some depth pieces. Maybe you draft your stars. Maybe that's what happens. Who knows what happens with John Mechie? Um, as we talked about, but again, maybe he'll be a depth piece too. So I don't know, but I like what Houston has done this offseason. As much of a joke cloud car franchise as Houston has been, I gotta say, I'll give due, I'll, I'll give them props when it's due. And I'll say, I kind of like what they did this offseason because their cupboard was bare. And right now, I feel like they're on a good track. By the way, they didn't sign anyone to crazy contracts, man. Like yeah. these are all like one, two year deals. Like, I think that's pretty smart. I like it. Nick Casario loves himself a one to two year deal for a player who's like 77 overall in Madden. And I feel like <laughs> totally. that's totally Dalton Schultz. I yeah. don't think Dalton Schultz is like a bad tight end, but I don't think he's like really a needle mover, but no. he's going to compile his way to like 80, like 70 catches for 600 yards, something like that. He's probably going to sure. compile his way to that in this offense, provided they don't make like another big move at wide receiver, which I, I kind of feel like they'll end up taking a quarterback second overall. And then yeah. like D'Amico Ryans is going to say to the front office, like, okay, that's, I, I get it. We got to have a quarterback, but like you brought me here because I'm a, I'm a badass defensive coordinator. Like you, you gotta, you can't be taking a wide receiver at 12 overall. Yeah, right? I agree. You gotta, you, I agree. You, you're going to come here and you're going to give me like <laughs> a, a dog on defense to work yeah. with. Right. That's kind of yeah, how I feel right. about it. Yeah, I, I wonder if the uh, what's his name, Jalen Carter, the the DT from Georgia, he's he's projected to fall in drafts. I wonder if he'll fall uh, to Houston Man, there at that'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be that'd be something. Uh, it's it's certainly within the realm of possibility. I, you know, uh, again, I'm not a big mock drafter guy, but uh, but I have seen that as a, a remote possibility there. Um, okay, but there is a I don't know. I I feel like with Dallas going to Brandon Cooks, Matt. Um, the dominoes are really starting to lock in now, right? Like, so what does this mean now for guys like DeAndre Hopkins and OBJ? That market is really starting to, I, I think, close up for these guys. Uh, yeah. Um, which one? Which one do you want to talk talk about first? Hopkins or, well, or Beckham? I, you know what? I, I was actually thinking maybe we could even just talk about teams. Like for me, I want yeah. to talk about the Ravens. Like the Ravens got to make a damn move here, oh. man. Like. What are these guys doing? They're just sitting back and, and sitting back and sitting back. Like, make a move. 
Make a move for one of these pass catchers. You could say you could say that for a number of things with the Baltimore Ravens right now. Like, <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's let's get it done. Right. Right. Did you Come see, on. Did you see the Did you see that the Ravens are hosting Nelson Aguilar for a visit? Yes. Is that not I like? Did. Isn't that like Jesus not the most Christ. like damn Ravens signing of all time? Come on. Come on. Baltimore Ravens, Ravens like. Oh, uh, are you a wide receiver who had a good year three years ago and has it like you're you're about to be on your fourth team uh, coming off a down year? You're close to 30. You're a Raven, baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a play like play like a Raven is like you played on, good uh, at like th- that's the that's the only veteran receiver type that they add. And I mean, honestly, this type of even a Hopkins or Beckham would. I'm not saying those guys are Nelson Aguilar tier players, but yeah. like they're still classic Ravens like moves. Mm-hmm. Totally. They never, this is why I was like, I thought they were interesting for Jacoby Myers or that, but that was never going to happen. Like they never get a guy who's like on the come up or in the prime of their career. They always you know, get him, Dude, on you, the you know what line. happened? They did this. They did that with Steve Smith and it worked out so well. And I feel like they're just riding and that Derek over Mason. and like Derek. Oh, Mason Derek before Mason. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. So they're just, they're just going with that trend again. And it doesn't Anquan work. Anquan Bolden. Same thing. Jesus. Same thing. Come on. Come on. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and it's again it it ends up kind of working for them sometimes and honestly i think if they got hopkins uh or or beckham i think that would probably uh, the beckham's a little more questionable but if they got hopkins i think that would probably work out for them too it's just like agreed all they do is get older guys on the back nine of their career they're gonna gonna give them like one to two really good years maybe three if they get lucky or draft guys in the first round it's one or the other uh it's those that's it they never get a guy who's like squarely in the prime of their career I, I love the fact that the that their GM too was like kind of sort of I don't know dogging their own receivers, you know, like talking about how these they've missed on receivers over and over. And I'm like, guys, Rashad Bateman's not bad. Like, what are we talking about? Here? Yeah, he you know? he he even clapped back at it on Twitter and was like, yeah, exactly. how about you? How about Come you keep on, us man. healthy? How about you keep? How about you don't get your entire team injured uh, every single year? Uh, yeah, pretty. Pretty wild stuff there. A lot of weird stuff going on in Baltimore, but yes. I agree they'd be an ideal fit, uh, I, especially for Hopkins, because a veteran, a guy that you would, uh, you know, that you'd really think would be a good mentor and be a good fit there for 
for the younger players that they're like, they'll probably still draft it. Maybe not in the first round, but they might draft another receiver uh, as well. I think he and uh, Lamar Jackson would get along really well, but I feel like they can't really recruit a guy like Hopkins um, or any of these players until they solve their quarterback problem. That's a, yeah, that's, that's true. The, that's the thing. That's, that's kind of the thing with them right now. But Hopkins, I think is interesting just because like, like we just saw with Brandon cooks. Like I remember at early points in the off season, you know, talk, obviously he's not a fit for the bears anymore, but talking with bears fans, I was like, this is a perfect, perfect fit for the bears. Cause he would give yep. Justin Fields, a young guy to grow with. And he's like, we don't want to just be spending that much money on an older receiver or sending like a second round pick for an older receiver. Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got more money than God. You got more money than you know what to do with right <laughs> You're now good. for the Bears. Come on. Who cares? You got to spend no. it. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. You got to spend it. Number two, and I, I like the DJ Moore move better than trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, yeah. we didn't see that one coming. But two, DeAndre Hopkins is going to come with like a salary reduction or the Cardinals are going to have to pay some of his salary. If you yeah, really yeah, yeah. like, and he's probably not going to go for a second round pick just like Brandon cooks, the Texans had to pay some of his salary and they got a yep. freaking fifth and sixth round pick back. Like Hopkins might fetch more than that and might not need as much of a salary adjustment, but he will need a salary adjustment. Like that's how this thing works. I think the, the other team that everyone looks at is the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because you automatically yeah. are in Super Bowl contention. Like some of these guys can do some legit ring chasing, which I think is, which would be great. I, I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins in a, in a deep postseason run. Like that would be a lot of fun. Um, the, you know, they, they obviously moved on from Juju Smith-Schuster. So there is some target share available. You get to play with Patrick Mahomes. You get to play with Andy Reid. Um, but do they have the, do they have the, the, the capital to get it done? Um, that's the big one. You, you know, if you go there, you're probably not signing a big deal. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, I think there's the Giants, Titans, and Patriots. They all have a need, Matt, but and they're not bad teams, certainly. I, I don't think they're bad teams by any stretch of the imagination, but for whatever reason, the, each of those teams also not that attractive, and I think it, I think that's fair to say. Well, I think it's definitely fair for the Patriots. Uh, also, the Patriots have made other moves. Uh, they, they added Mike Gusecki. They added Juju. The Giants have also made other moves. The Giants, man... I'm looking at like the Darren Waller trade. I like the Darren Waller trade. It's for the hundredth right. overall pick, but he's still a guy that is 30 and he's been dealing with injuries lately. If he plays like six games next year, it wouldn't be a surprise or isn't no. the player that he was when he first broke out with the Raiders. That wouldn't be a surprise. Um, and then like they brought in Paris Campbell and he they can't brought stay back healthy. Sterling Shepard who he can't, can't stay, stay healthy. healthy. Wandale Robinson. <laughs> He can't didn't stay healthy. healthy. His rookie year, he tore, he's coming off a torn ACL. And they brought back Darius Slayton. So, like, yeah, if they don't make another big move, if they don't make a Hopkins-style move, I'm going to be looking at the Giants receiver room and be like, and it's the same thing we just did last year, except now we have Darren Waller in the mix, like, which is which is an upgrade. But I was hoping – I agree. I was hoping for a little more out of the Giants um, than we've gotten so far. The Chiefs, though, yeah, dude, that, that, that would be great to see either of these guys with Kansas City, especially – especially because Kansas city, what do they need? They need like a perimeter receiver because yeah. they lose Juju, but like Kadarius Tony can be, I mean, he's not really a real receiver. He's a gadget receiver, but he could be your slot receiver. Sky I was Moore thinking sky be, Moore. Yeah. I think sky Moore fits into that pretty good to me. Agreed. If you slide him inside. He's just a little bit of a tough guy to read right now, just because he had such a, a rookie year, he didn't get on the field, but um, still, I think they seem they could still have plenty of hope for him, and they could still draft guys too. But yeah, to me, like 
they could use a veteran in the room too to like kind of uh you know get get sky more going to get Kadarius tony going and like mvs is their only really perimeter receiver right now and i i just i'm not gonna sit here and say they need this or they need that because they have patrick mahomes but it sure would be nice to have a, yeah. a perimeter receiver at this point yeah, it, it would be a lot of fun, I think, um, to have a, a player of Nuke's caliber and skill uh, meshing there with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you know. Um, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Look, the Falcons also have a need, Matt, but, I mean, who wants they to? They signed Matt Collins, right though. <laughs> there you go. Another sure sign Arthur Smith is going to run that damn rock next year, dude. <laughs> They're running that ball, baby. They're running that ball. Let's go. They have some. They have some tall, tall bros in that pass catching core between Kyle oh Pitts, God. Drake London, and Matt Collins. But uh, yeah, I, I saw Matt Collins play as like an outside starting receiver last year, and I, I don't need to see that again. So well, hopefully, there's more get ready. coming for Atlanta. <laughs> get ready in the dirty <laughs> South. It's happening.